Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Thank you for listening to In Tech Today. If you haven't already, don't forget to subscribe in your preferred podcast app. And if you like the show... Give us a rating. But for now, on with the show. Hello and welcome to InTech Today for the 11th of May 2017. Today we're looking at the future of public transport in the form of tiny green buses. And we ask the question, can you really afford to ditch Facebook? Our techno dinosaur is back again, this time with a question about slow laptops. And would you believe it, another Echo announcement from Amazon. I'm Ed Swift. I'm Josh White. And this is InTech Today. A free podcast with every purchase. Welcome to the podcast. Hi. That's that's a bit of a different sound. It's a bit different. It's a bit more upbeat. It's a bit more exciting. Well, we are going into summer. It is a time to be upbeat, right? Is it summer? Well, it's actually quite warm. It doesn't feel like... It is warm, but it doesn't look like summer. No. Warm and cloudy. Welcome to London. If you were on our Facebook page uh, earlier today, you would have seen how cloudy it is and yeah. how terrible the weather is. But it's like not high of 19 today. It's. I, I am warm. Oh, I'm waiting for summer. I'm glad Come we're not on. live streaming this anymore. I'd be very sheeny. Yeah. Um, but no, welcome to the podcast. We are trying, we did say last week, we're trying some new things. This is one of the new things. Um, so we're just changing the sound a little bit. We're changing the way we do things a little bit. And, uh, hopefully it's for the better, um, experience for you, the listener. Exactly. Do tell us what you think about it. You can find us on Facebook, on Twitter, uh, our website intech.today has all the details. So, uh, you know, do let us know what you think. We are all over the internet. Shall we get on with it? We shall. And the first thing we're talking about today is public transport. How did you get to the studio today, Ed? I caught public transport. I caught a bus. Yeah. And I, it was a different route, actually. I caught I, a bus. I saw, actually. You took, you took rail, didn't you? Oh, yeah. Ooh. I took a train. Big, and then another the bus. The big trains, not the tube. The big, I, the big real, big manly meaty trains. trains. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, National I, rail. Exactly. Oof. I, uh, I, I mean, and then I caught another bus. I could have walked. I mean, it was only a five, ten minute walk from, from the uh, station. Queenstown Road. Yeah. yeah. But I got Oh, I've just given away the area. Everyone's going to start in. stalking you now. That's fine. Um, <laughs> it, um... So, so you took a bus, yeah. And I mean, I, I don't know about you, but I've taken, but I've used buses all my life. Yeah, they haven't really changed a whole lot. Not really. Um, they're uh, still red. Yeah, they're still in red London. in London. Um, they have low floors now. I remember at buses of old you used to have to climb up into them. Yeah. But the concept of a bus route and hopping on a bus and paying a fare and then going to wherever the bus goes hasn't really changed. Not at all. A whole lot. Um, in what at least a hundred years since since horse and coach. I mean, kind the only nice. changes that have happened is maybe they've added a new route or they've changed mm. something slightly or moved a bus stop. But really, there's been nothing, yeah. you know, outstandingly different. Exactly. The whole concept of what a bus is and how it works mm. is about the same. So um, now let's look at Uber. Yeah. Which has completely changed the whole idea of private transport and taxis in cities. Oh, exactly. It's how in, I get home. five years. It's how I get home from work every night because yeah. I finish at a ridiculous hour in the middle of the night. Um, you know, and it's cheaper to Uber. Plus, workers figured that out as well. So yeah. they now have an Uber for business account. So we just charge it to them. Yep. It doesn't 
take any money out of my account. I don't have to fill up reimbursements or anything like yeah. that. It's just done. It gets me home pretty quickly, and it's cheap. So if you live in an area that doesn't have Uber or you haven't used it yet, what it is is it's an app uh, that you have on your smartphone. You go into it. You tell it. Well, you don't even have to tell it where you want to go, but you usually you do because it will mm. give you a fair estimate. Uh, and then it will uh, put your... Um, order, I suppose, out to the apps of the drivers in the area. One of them will accept your uh, fare and will come and pick you up and take you away just like a a, a privately booked taxi service. It's been incredibly controversial around the world Mm -hmm. because it's disrupted the traditional taxi service. But uh, in terms of how it's using technology to completely change something that, again, hasn't changed in a very long time, Mm. um, it's been wildly successful wildly successful oh it has I mean when we were living in Auckland it was just starting up there yeah and you know it got to the point where taxi drivers in fact a lot of taxi drivers there that you know I'd book the Uber and a taxi would turn up like is this my car check the number plate yeah it was (laughs) yeah and they were like oh yeah no I'm your Uber driver do do you mind if I just leave the decals the taxi decals on the side I'm like yeah sure whatever but it was because they were getting more work through Uber and probably a little bit more pay as well well and that and that's it but I mean, in Auckland, uh, you can't. You're in a in a city where the taxi industry has already been deregulated for a long time. So mm. Uber was sort of considered as just another taxi player among probably hundreds in Auckland. To be honest, mm. there are so many taxi companies there. Whereas coming into a city like London or any other big European city where taxis are very, very strictly controlled by the city's government, yep. um, it's been very controversial. Mm-hmm. But looking at buses now, when you first arrive in London, the question you're asked is not do you have a car or do you have a tube map <laughs> or have you got a travel card it's do you have city mapper yeah and city mapper is an app it started in london but it's now available in a number of cities across europe and north america and and actually uh some in in the middle east now mm. um and it is quite honestly the best public transport app i've ever used yeah uh, you put in it knows where you are already thanks to gps yeah and you put in where you want to go mm-hmm. and it will give you all of the public transport options uh, and tell you how long each one will take and when the next vehicle on each route arrives and how much it will cost and as how well, much it will which cost if, if you've you know if you've just arrived in london yeah. thinking oh i've got much money on my oyster card yeah mm. Um, and then you, when you push go, it will follow you along the route and say if you're on a bus, it will say you have to get off soon mm. uh, and you need to walk around the corner to the next bus stop and change to, ne- to the next bus. It's a very clever app. Uh, and it was built out of Transport for London, which is the arm of the Greater London Authority that deals with all transport in London, uh, opened up their data. Yeah. Because TFL basically said, we're very good at running buses and trains and the tube and stuff. We're not app builders. So here's our data, and do if you're an you app want. builder, do what you want. And so this company, CityMapper, has built this completely free app. Um, and, and and it is. It's when you come to London, everyone tells you, download CityMapper. Mm. That's what you need to get around. Um, last weekend, they sent out a, a notification to all their users in London saying, we're doing something big next week. A bit of a tease. I got excited. Yeah. I was thinking, oh, what's next? I had no idea. Well, what's next is CityMapper were testing their own buses in central London. Um, So they trialled their own circular bus route around Westminster, Waterloo and Southwark, sort of a route around there, which is actually quite close to where you were. Yeah, well, I was walking to the shop uh, on Tuesday, I think it was. I saw one of the green buses go past. I was like, oh, that's what it was. There you go. So I went out uh, and I tried to ride the City Mapper bus. Tried? Um, It took me a while to find it. But anyway, this is me on Tuesday 
looking for the city mapper bus uh, on the Victoria embankment. Ah, water cop. Excellent. So yeah, just stepped out of Temple Station, walking towards Waterloo Bridge on the Victoria Embankment. It was kind of hard to find the information, but it looked like the bus might be leaving from a stop on Waterloo Bridge. Um, So I'm just walking in now, in the hope that maybe, just maybe, that's correct. Tell you what, it was cloudy and cold when I left the office about ten minutes ago, but the sun's come out. It might be a rather sweaty bus ride if we can find the bus. Be got outside Somerset House and I've had a bloody great idea. I have no idea uh, why I didn't think of this. Open up the city map app to see if the route's anywhere near here. See if there's anything. Looks like I was correct. There is a stop by Somerset House up on Waterloo Bridge. CMX1 pop up route. We might get there yet. Sun's gone, it's cold again. on it on the side of the road just coming up I really hope it's not that not the bus of the future alright top of Waterloo Bridge I see a tiny green bus CMX1 on it.
uh, not quite rush hour, but it's never not busy in central London, so oh, who knows how long it'll take to get around. Oh, no. Well, that was mean. Thought I saw the front of a tiny green bus. Just a waitress delivery van. That's upsetting. Well, as is so usual in London, City Mapper saves the day. Two minutes till the next bus. I think I can handle that. Oh, tiny green bus. Here we go. Thank you. Thanks very much. Oh. So there you go. I got on the bus in the end. Was it worth the wait? Um, it was actually quite nice. So what City Mapper did this week for their two-day trial uh, on Tuesday and Wednesday was they have these, as I said in that uh, tape, tiny green buses. And mm. they were tiny, I think maybe 15 seats. And then they could fit maybe another 10 standing. Yeah. Um, so they've got these. And they were just trialing this circular route. So it wasn't really anything too different. Mainly what they were doing here, I think, is trialing the technology in the bus themselves. So yep. from a passenger's perspective, um, you get on the bus and there's a big sign, which first of all uh, tells you the name of the bus driver. And uh, talking to the City Mapper guys on the bus, they were saying they wanted to bring something a bit more personal to the bus experience. Because at the moment you hop on a bus and you basically ignore the driver as you tap your Oyster card mm. uh, and, and then get on. The driver ignores you. But I got on and I could see that this driver's name was Matthew and he was very, you know, welcome on board, come on. Um, and it felt good. I, so, guess, I guess you've got to be a bit more friendly considering as a half-size bus, bus. yeah. That, you know, you will be... It's it's not like you can hide at the back seat or hide yeah. upstairs in the middle yeah. of those double-deckers. <laughs> not quite. But... Um, yeah, so you get on, you see the bus driver's name. Uh, then when you sit down, you see there's a there's a there's quite a big uh, colour LCD screen um, instead of the usual sort of dot matrix screen that you see on London buses. And they are quite useful, actually. That system called iBus that's on every London bus that tells you the route name, mm. where it's going, and the next stop. Uh, it's been around since 2009. But what CityMap has done is they've taken it to a new level where it, you've got this colour screen that tells you uh, what route you're on uh, where it's going, what the next stop is, how many minutes it is till the next stop based on current traffic conditions. So mm-hmm. you can say, oh, I've got three minutes, I don't need to stand up yet. Yeah. Um, then you've also got USB power points at the seat, which is, a, it's not new for buses. Buses in other cities do have these, but it's new for London. And I am looking forward to the, someone rolling that out across all buses if possible. So, the, so, so that's quite nice. Um, but like I said, they were mainly sort of testing the tech inside the bus. So... Uh, Talking to Matthew, the driver, and then seeing this little uh, console he has that's actually based on a tablet, um, it told him how far in the next bus in the route was in front of him and behind him, and it told him whether he needed to wait at the next stop to make up time or go a bit faster or go a bit slower or that sort of thing. So all of that information was available to him so mm. he could keep the bus on time. Yeah. Um, there were passenger there was a passenger counting sensor in the door. So the bus driver knew at all times how many passengers were inside the bus. So he knew if he was full, 
but he, then he also knew if the bus behind him wasn't full. So if he was nearly full and the bus behind him had 10 spaces mm-hmm. and he could see there were 10 people waiting at the next stop, he could just sail past and not take any new passengers. Yeah. Unless, of course, someone pushed the stop button and of then course. to let them off. But So it's all these little things that would make buses smarter. And then talking to uh, the guys at CityMapper who obviously developed the app and now are developing this idea of the smart bus, Mm -hmm. uh, the bus of the future, um, this is the first of many trials. So they're going to try things like uh, demand-based bus services, which you could sort of describe as a happy median between Uber, which is private point-to-point transport from Mm -hmm. door-to-door, and your classic traditional bus route where... Uh, the bus might, say, go from Wandsworth to Waterloo, uh, but it will divert to pick up people and drop off people closer to where they need to go uh, on a demand basis and Mm. depending on traffic and that sort of thing. So, you know, you can step out of your door and say, I want to go here on the CityMapper app, and it'll say, great, go and get on this bus here. But that might change from day to day depending on what the fastest route is and what the closest bus is and that sort of thing. So mm. it's, it's bringing this idea of, of uh, on-demand transport to your classic bus route. And I think it'll be quite clever. Um, and, and that makes sense with the tiny buses too because you wouldn't fill up a double-decker with no. that sort of demand-based thing. But uh, So it's the first of many trials. It'll mm-hmm. be interesting to see where it goes. Uh, and it'll be Interesting to see if uh, city councils and city governments and authorities like TFL are receptive to these sorts of ideas because traditionally uh, they're very slow to move, especially with uh, you know drivers' unions and things like that. It takes a long time to get things through. But talking to Matthew, the driver, he said it was one of the best bus driving experience he's ever had. So... Um, Maybe the drivers will like it. If it's keeping the drivers happy, the customers happy. Although if you're one of those 10 people stuck at the stop wondering why the bus has sailed past, and uh, you might not be as happy. But, yeah. you know, if it's keeping the drivers happy, the customers happy, um, the the authorities happy, well, why not give it a go? It, it will be interesting to see, to see where it goes. So as with all the issues we cover here on the podcast, we'll keep you abreast of things. Uh, if they do more trials, I'll try and get on them and do a bit better of finding them. But, yeah, um, maybe just use the app from the beginning. Don't know why I didn't think of that. I have no idea why I didn't think of that. Bizarre, just mind dead. Anyway, buses of the future. We'll see. We'll see where they go. So there was a Facebook article that popped up in my Facebook timeline earlier this week. Right. And I saw it, and I was thinking, oh, it's another one of those. One of those articles. It's one of those right. articles. Gotcha. On that I found on Facebook, telling me. That I should delete Facebook. Not one of those standard things that are saying, you know, delete your account because you've made some sort of stupid comment. Not one of those joking articles. Right. Um, It was a serious article saying, in fact, quote, delete your Facebook account. No, but really. It came from Mashable's Jack Morse. Okay. And I started reading it. A bit clickbaity. A little bit clickbaity. Yeah. But I started reading it. I was thinking, no, no, I'm not going to do this. I'm (laughs) not, I'm not going to. Delete my face. I, I couldn't even imagine doing it. I spend so much time on Facebook. Facebook's part of my work as well. Yeah. Facebook's part of this podcast. Facebook is something that you just can't ignore anymore. Yep. Precisely true. And basically, this article went through a few key points, uh, making the argument why Facebook, 
You shouldn't bother with it. Why you should just get rid of it completely? Um, it talked about filter bubbles, you know, essentially creating an echo chamber. So, you know, you start liking things on Facebook, then you start seeing more similar things. Yeah. I mean, it's how it, it's how the American political system works nowadays. <laughs> yep. uh, you only see what you like, and even if it's fake news. Evidently the Russian political system too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> The article it called Facebook Shady, uh, citing a few examples about advertisers targeting the emotional states of children as young as 14, um, as well as running a study that manipulated uh, Facebook users' news yeah. feeds by showing um, a disproportionate number of uplifting or depressing posts to see if Facebook could actually change people's moods. Right. Which, okay, some of that <laughs> is a bit dodge. Yeah. Well, Facebook's not perfect. No. I don't think anyone claims that. But that being said, is anything perfect? No. Except this podcast and tech today, mm, um, and sausage rolls. Oh, sausage! Oh, man, you've got me hungry now. That's that's just the perfect combination of of meat and pastry. While listening to it and oh. Tech today, oh, there we go. There's perfection. There we go. All right. I, anyway, we're over. We quit now. That's it. There's nothing to do. There's, that's we've, it. we've solved. We've solved the crises of the world. Join us next week for sausage rolls today. <laughs> um, it also the article also suggested it's a good way to declutter your social life. I mean, think about all the things you do on Facebook, all, all the things you, a lot, all the interactions you have with people. Yeah, a lot of it now is actually online through social media, like Facebook. In fact, the article said, "quote It is now primarily a place where you're forced to confront the odious political beliefs of your once high school friend, or get <laughs> shamed by a relative for some photo it's- a friend tagged you." I feel this guy just had a really bad experience on facebook lately so he's decided to go all out on a website which was then shared this post around facebook yeah yep. which is kind of ironic really um it also um put up the argument okay what if you miss what if you're missing out on stuff and said well you know what you can just uh you know what, send, send an your email. friends a fax yes yeah, yeah, i'd suggest <laughs> you could send your friends an email share uh, you oh, know yeah. go back to texting people give someone a call texting um, I know, texting. Who texts these days? Stuck in the last decade. And e- email your friends. Who checks their personal email regularly, really? Well, I mean, it's, it's there. It's there. Me, but, you know, it's I've, certainly not I've got 803 un- unread un- emails. Exactly. I don't read everything. If I see, you know, if I don't like it, I'll delete it. If it's something from a friend, I might read it, but I might get around to it later on. Yeah, Sorry if you've emailed me. It's lost in the pile. Yeah. Sorry, I missed your email the other day, Josh, by the way. Oh, it's all right. I've ignored most of yours. <laughs> anyway, this whole article and these sorts of articles that are telling people you should not bother with social media. You should delete Facebook. You should delete Twitter. You should just live a normal life without technology. I'm calling bull. Yep. And I think Good. we need to just stop. You know, stop reading these articles. because Stop saying stop. Stop saying stop. Stop saying delete your account. Because, I mean, f- things like Facebook... Things like Facebook, they are now an integral part of life. I mean, think about the last time you organized uh, a birthday party or even a get-together with friends. Yeah. Did you call anyone? No. Did you email anyone? No. Did you text anyone using traditional text? Um, Like maybe one person, but only after I'd organized the thing. Was it someone you forgot to invite? No, no, no. It was, it was sort of a, you know, can you bring this kind of a text? And it was traditional text. I can't remember why it was traditional text. I still use it occasionally, but not a whole lot. Also, why didn't you invite me to this party that you're thinking of? Well, that got awkward. No. Um, <laughs> but I, I have no answer. It does. I mean, Facebook is part and parcel of everyday life. Yeah. It's like, as, as we were talking about before the podcast, you said it's like living in the 80s without a landline. Well, yeah. It's, and again, if you were in the 80s and you thought, I'm going to completely eschew the landline. I'm not going to have one. This, this modern technology is not for me and I'm going to declutter my life. My friends can totally send me postcards. Yeah. They're not going no to. No one does it anymore. 
they're not going to because it takes time and effort and it's much easier to just put up a photo on a face on on your facebook wall see if your friends you know see it come through the news feed your friends will see it they'll like it they'll comment they'll interact if they choose to you know yeah. there is this idea that actually you can choose to ignore people you can choose you know you can still be friends on facebook yeah. um but ignore in fact my best friend back home <laughs> uh, a couple of years ago he um I didn't, he didn't unfriend it. He basically muted me from his timeline. Right. So I'd be posting all all these things. Um, and he uh, seen none of and it. And he would see none of it. So I said, oh, didn't you see this photo that I posted? And he's like, no. I'm like, have you muted me? Oh. It got, it got a bit awkward there. Oh. So there is choice. I, I mean... There's certainly choice. There, I will admit, there is an argument for using Facebook less. And there are some things that annoy me. You know, you go out to a restaurant or a bar and everyone's sitting there on Facebook and I'm going to put my hand up I'm guilty of that too yeah you know I'll go to a bar and I'll upload a photo of my meal or upload something to Instagram <laughs> one of those meal. people I'm one of those people and I will do that but I'll only do that briefly you know I'll still actually interact with the people that I'm sitting yeah. with I'll actually have physical interactions with the people I've chosen to go out for a drink with on a Saturday night oh, that's, that, that's awfully big of you Ed I know thank you're you welcome. so much you're welcome um, even though you didn't invite me to that party <sighs> next um, time next time you know, I will still actually make an effort. Yeah. But, and, you know, Facebook, in that respect, can be a bit annoying if, you know, you go hang out with people and they're all just on their phones texting, well, not texting, messaging away on Facebook Messenger, uploading photos to Facebook all the time. It's like, well, what was the point in that? Yeah. So I will admit, that is annoying. But it's no reason to delete your Facebook account. I, It, it is an essential part of daily life that you just can't get rid of it and you shouldn't get rid of it <laughs> not only that you know if you've already put up photos up statuses up, up you've put up anything on facebook you should be able to still have your account so you can control that data if you suddenly don't want people to see those photos or those status updates you shouldn't just delete your account you should actually control who you want to see that you can yep. lock it down to just you you can lock it down to just a select group of friends excluding josh you can sorry josh again for, it's, it's just because that party mutual feelings yeah. isn't it um you you know you can make it available to everyone if you choose you should have yeah. that choice but you shouldn't delete your account just can we stop saying with the articles stop. yeah saying stop and delete your facebook account because it's a it's not going to happen b it's useless facebook is a part of you know yeah you can't get rid of it Though going back to your landline comment Maybe they were a bit, uh, you know, pioneering because who has a landline these days? Well, that's true. But, you know, give it 20 years, maybe none of us will have Facebook because we'll have the next big, next big thing. Yeah. And then um, we'll see articles saying, delete your blah, blah, blah account. I can't wait to see how you spell that, Brandon. <laughs> um, well, what I was going to say on this is I agree it's a very Luddite thing to say, delete Facebook and reject everything. Because um, I can, I mean, I can understand not wanting to be very actively social online, like, and, and I'm sure you'll you'll agree with me when I say this, Ed. You are very active on social media. Yes. Um, particularly Facebook. Yes. Um, whereas I'm not so active on Facebook. I don't post a whole lot. I, I use Facebook all the time to keep in touch with people and organize events, but I don't post all the time. And, yeah. And that's not me. But I keep it there as a, as a communication tool. And there are, I mean, like we said, Facebook's not perfect. There are many, many criticisms you can direct at Facebook. Um, the biggest one is, of course, there's one company controlling all your communication. Mm. Well, 20 years ago, BT controlled all your communication. Or... AT&T or Telstra or Telecom or and, whoever it was. And look at it now. It's all completely uh, split out. You know, they don't have that control anymore. And there will be more social networks that will pop up in, in the next 5, 10, 20 years. Yep. That will not be able to, you know, they, Facebook won't have that monopoly anymore. Well, it's true. And, and there was an argument a few years ago that Facebook was creating a monopoly for itself, buying Instagram, buying WhatsApp, buying all the other companies. But 
it was never going to have that monopoly forever. And in fact, it doesn't because the biggest, fastest growing and most popular social network for young people now is, of course, Snapchat, mm. which is not part of Facebook. No, Facebook that's, that's tried to company. buy them, didn't they? They did. They did. Uh, Snap rejected it. Snap Inc. actually just released its numbers this week and they were quite disappointing. Mm. Um, Maybe they should have taken that deal. Well, to be fair, Facebook lost a lot of money uh, for a long time before it started making money. But... Yeah, I, I mean, being very high and mighty about deleting Facebook, I think it's a bit, it's a bit overcooked, isn't it? Mm. Just mm. stop saying stop. Stop saying delete your, your account. Oh, that's a bit Luddite. Just a wee bit. This is our new theme music for the Techno Dinosaur. We're going back to the days when there was no landline. Quite like it. Anyway, uh, Techno Dinosaur <laughs> this week. Um, so, Michelle's got a question, and I actually uh, was with her when she was uh, asking the question this week, so we had a bit of a chat about what her problem was. I will preface this by saying that the audio isn't very good. Something happened with the audio. I think it's legible. Yep. We'll try and decipher it if we have to. Is it to do with the fact that she's a techno dinosaur and doesn't know how to record audio? That could be it. I think that's it. Anyway, Michelle, uh, what's your problem this week? My problem is a problem that I've had for years, which is I recently bought a new laptop, like just before Christmas, I think, uh, because my old laptop just became so slow I couldn't bear it. And it was great for about a month. And then it started to get slow, and now I feel like it's virtually as slow as the old laptop, and I just don't get why it's so slow. And so on your laptop, you've told me you just browse the internet and go on Microsoft Word, really? Basically, that's literally all I do. I use it for work. I don't even really browse because I browse on my iPad, so there's nothing on there to slow it down, and I just don't understand. I just don't understand. And do you, when you turn it off, do you shut it down fully, or do you just shut the lid? Just getting all the information so no. it answers this question. I do shut it down fully. Is that, am I supposed to shut it down That's fully? good, that's good, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Did you record that on your phone by any chance? Because um, it could be linked to our Facebook Live issues It could issues be linked before. to some Bush issues. <laughs> um, Bush being the brand of my phone, just to clarify for any new listeners, uh, I bought a new phone several episodes ago called a Bush. And it's been a great phone, but we may have discovered its pitfalls today is that it doesn't have a very good sound recording uh, chip in it. Damn. Um, anyway, uh, back to the original question yes. about slow laptops. Look, this is a common problem. It's an inherent problem in Windows. I think we should just get that out of the way. Yeah. The way Windows is built, it slows down over time if you don't maintain it. And it is a, it is a big problem in Windows. Mm. And it is a problem exclusive to Windows, actually. Not only um, that. I mean, yeah. that's the base problem. On yeah. top of that, if you're loading more and more apps, and as those apps develop and mm. you need more re- resources, more RAM, more storage, more whatever, that slows your computer down even more. You say that, but Michelle hasn't done that. She's done nothing to it. So she has basically just got a laptop, installed a couple of, like, Word Chrome. Word Chrome, maybe, yeah. And it's just been slowing, slowing, yeah. slowing. She, she hasn't put any photos on it. And I went through all this. She shuts it down properly, so it clears the RAM, which is the random access memory, uh, every time she shuts it down. Um, so all of those sort of basic... Um, basic problems. Troubleshooting, that, yeah, yeah. Um, doesn't apply. So the only thing I can think of is it's it, it's a Windows problem. Yeah. And it is, because the the way Windows works is, as you even as you browse and you save documents and things like that on your hard drive and you use Word, which is the two things she's really doing on the laptop, mm. um, it the way it saves things on your hard drive is not 
all like if you say one word document, it doesn't save it in one place. It's not like a filing cabinet where you just put everything in the same same no. cabinet in the same place. Rather, it cuts your file into a million pieces and scatters them around the room. Naturally. Because that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, and then every couple of months, what you're really supposed to do is what's called a defragmentation, a yep. defrag, uh, which finds all those million pieces scattered around the room and puts them back together in one place. And it, the thing is, if you don't defrag regularly, that is going to result in all your files scattered all over the place, which means any time your computer has to go and retrieve a file or a piece of information, it has to search all over the hard drive. Mm. Um, so... That, I think, is is the main problem for Michelle there. You, you just need to perform that basic maintenance. And if you don't want to perform that basic maintenance, don't get a Windows. Yeah, that is true. Um, if you are looking for that, uh, to how to defrag your drives, mm-hmm. uh, simply just click on, if, assuming you've got a Windows laptop here, uh, click on Start. If you're using Windows 10, you should just be able to start typing and searching and just search defrag. Uh, yep. Just one word. It will come up with defragment and optimized drives. You click analyze and then you click defrag and it will just do it. You can yep. also schedule it as well, so it can do it every week, every month, um, according to how 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 often you want to do it. So it's it should be easy computer maintenance that you shouldn't have to worry about yep. really. You can set and forget. And then when you're shopping for a new laptop, if you don't want to have to have a laptop with all this maintenance, you don't forget you're not stuck into into Windows. Um, there are two other very popular. Uh, laptop platforms that you can go for. You can go for Mac, obviously, uh, mm-hmm. which, which is super expensive. Super expensive, but so very reliable. Expensive. So expensive. <laughs> um, if you're going to go for a Mac, do not get the current generation MacBooks. They're terrible. They're awful. Don't get them. Okay. Even Apple has said they're awful, and they're going to go back to their old design in the next generation. So go for the last generation ones. Yeah. Um, but there's also Chrome OS. Um, and full disclaimer, my laptop's a Chromebook. Um, but they are... Um, they're a similar price to the cheapest Windows laptops, but their performance is a whole lot better and you don't have to maintain them. So they're perfect, especially for what Michelle is doing, which is typing documents and browsing the web. The Chromebook is designed for that kind of basic stuff. Yeah, uh, Maintenance-free, it's always up to date, it's got antivirus built in. It, it's it, so, so I think that's where you want to go if you want a basic machine, something like, like the Chromebook as opposed to a cheapy Windows. Mm. Because a cheapy Windows will always slow down very quickly. Yep. That being said, if you are set on buying a Windows laptop or you are wanting to do more than just browse the web and word processing, yeah. um, you know, do make sure you look at the specs. You know, you're looking for something with um, a dual-core or a quad-core processor. Yeah. That means that your computer is running things through four different little chips as opposed to yeah. just the one chip like like they used to what five years ago yeah maybe 10 years ago even um on top of that you want decent amount of ram you know if it's offering two gigs of ram just don't bother that's that's gonna, specific to windows yeah that's specific to windows two Make, gigs of ram is more than enough on on a chromebook you're looking for something around eight gigs of ram for four, a window. four is acceptable four is okay but for something that's going to last and not slow down as quickly and yeah. it's going to be a bit more reliable you want at least minimum eight or you want to be able to upgrade from four to eight if you can. So yeah. do uh, have a chat with your whoever you, whoever's trying to sell you a laptop to make Just sure that's possible. Ask them. It's make sure it's not uh, soldered memory because yeah. if it's soldered, you can't take it out and replace it because it's soldered. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you know, do do your research. Ask around. Of course, if you do have any questions, um, you can always get in touch with us as well, and we'll uh, we'll try and deal with some of your feedback and questions in the podcast as well. Naturally. Um, now we'll go on to our final, our final piece. Yeah. Uh, last week we talked about Amazon's new Echo, the Echo Look, yep. which is a new Echo speaker with a camera that will take photos of you in your outfit and learn what your style is mm-hmm. and start recommending fashion to you. A very niche Echo. Yep. Uh, this week, 
just barely a week later, another new echo no. from Amazon. Yes, here it is. With Amazon Echo and Alexa, you can use your voice to play music, control smart home devices, and get news and information. True. Yep. And now, introducing the newest member of the family, oh. Amazon Echo Show. What? Hi there. <laughs> the Echo Show. The Echo Show. So when I first saw this product, it looks like something that belongs in the uh, early 2000s. It is a touchscreen with a speaker that sits in a permanent place, and they seem to be pitching it as a video phone. What? Mm-hmm. As a video, I mean, I, I had a look at this device you showed me before the show. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, an Echo with a screen is a great idea. You know, you can have the information there in front of you in a text form as opposed to it having to read yep. out, um, you know, the latest news headlines or whatever. You can just have it there and look through it. And, you know, if it's not doing anything, it can scroll through some photos. So it double, could double up as a photo frame. But pitching it as a video phone? Yeah. You know, many, many years after we've had Skype and Facebook video calling. I, I have Google a cell phone. And... I have a video phone in my hand yep. through Facebook Messenger. Don't yep. delete your Facebook account. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. So I think... Like you said, I can understand where the, where this could be quite a successful device is, um, say, on the kitchen table in a house, you have this touch screen, and it, it's a perfect screen for information. If I want to know what the weather is in a visual form without having to rip open my laptop or pull my phone out of my pocket, or I've got my hands inside a turkey, and I need to know what the traffic's like so I know when the family's coming on Christmas Eve, but I don't want to wash my hands and open a you know, a, a tablet. Mm. This is this is actually a really good idea to have a touch-free screen in your living area. But don't pitch as a, as a video phone. It's not a video phone. Anyway, that's the Echo Show, isn't it? Yes, the Echo yeah. Show. Uh, it's already on pre-order in the US. $230. Again, Ooh, charging way pricey. too much for these things. Um, so we'll see it in the UK sometime in the 2030s, probably. Again, Once I've refined it and come out with the third or fourth generation. Amazon is so quick at bringing stuff to the UK. We'll see how it goes. And that's all the time we have. Well, that was a very jolly way to end. Quite like the music. I do love it. I do love it. Yeah. Um, we will be back next week. You're, you're here next week. I don't plan on going anywhere. Great. I'm here as well. Um, so we will be back next week. Um, do subscribe. Yeah. You can find us on your Subscribe, uh, rate us, tell your friends to listen, get us on Twitter. Yeah, that, you, that's all I got. You can't see this right now, but Josh is having a little mini dance party right Genuinely, now in our studio. I'm, I'm really enjoying our new music. Um, if you liked our new sound, let us know. If you hated it, let us know, because we don't want to keep doing a sound that you hate. If you thought it was, yeah, okay, let us know. Yeah, just tell us. Um, and yeah, back next week. We've already said all this. Should we finish the show? Yeah, let's do it. All right. (laughs) Enjoy your dance party, Josh. Bye. If you've got any questions, get in touch with us. We're on Twitter at InTechTodayPod. And on Facebook at Facebook.com slash InTechTodayPodcast. Or on our website, InTech.today. InTechToday is a production of Parktown Studios in London. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.